Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Psychic Check Podcast. I'm your host, Mashad, and I really appreciate you guys joining me, and I appreciate your time. Last episode, we kind of were running short on time, and when I stopped recording, uh, the conversation continued, and so we figured that we would do this in two parts, and those you, some of you guys coming on board, if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, the, the episode prior to this, we were talking about it actually was an interview with a psychic medium, yours truly. And then after that, we started talking about tarot cards because that's what I also do. And the conversation was very interesting. And we figured that uh, we would also capture that conversation because of some of the things that have come up in reference to tarot. And I have my anonymous interviewer. Are you the interviewer or E? I'm the E. You're the E. I'm the E. Okay. Interviewer from... This is Rosen's Psychic Project. This person was instrumental in helping set up the Rosen's Psychic Project, along with quite a few other people. But um, I, I felt really privileged to be a part of that, and I think it was successful. I think it turned out a little better than what I thought. And, um, and so we had done a project, which was a gallery read, which led to an interview. And then with the other interview once again the conversation proceeded and we started talking about tarot i felt as if since we're on a roll uh why not record it because some interesting things were covered do you think oh yeah there it was kind of interesting kind of different than what i the conversations that i normally have yeah with tarot some of the uh areas we were talking about it just made me think because normally as a reader when a person asks about tarot, it's normally the cards and then how accurate I was. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> here's a card and I told someone this and then it happened. Or, you know, no one told me anything and then I said whatever and they're like, you're right. You know, and but as we were talking, we started realizing, obviously, there's some other components to this. Mm -hmm. um, you've been read a few times. I have. And they were excellent reads. That's okay. why I had a few times hmm. that I was, and I'd say more than a few, hmm. you know, because when something is real, you just can't deny it. That's interesting. You know, you keep going back for more. And were you, well, let me, let me do this. Were you familiar with cards? I'm not familiar with the cards themselves. I mean, okay. I know how they look. I don't know so much of the meanings of them. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I guess it's probably particular to whoever's reading the card, how they view the card or what, you know, however that is done in their process. I'm just used to being on the other side receiving the information. So you know when you've had a good read, you know when you've had a bad read. Uh -oh. <laughs> we'll leave that one there. Oh, so you, you had a couple of questions, though, about um, basically the process. Yeah, the process you go through. I think since we covered the ground of um, mediumship, which was very interesting, I did also have questions about uh, tarot card reading because I know obviously you do that too, and they seem different. I mean, it's not the same thing, you know, having a me medium, sh uh, whatever come energy comes through is totally different than a tarot card read for somebody. So I was just had some questions about that. Um, which I'm sure other people have similar questions being on my side of the table. So I, I just figured I would ask you and you could tell the world, you know, whatever okay. your answer is. So 
um, I guess I'll start with my first question, which is more or less um, kind of like with the mediumship question. What do you? What is your process? What goes through when you lay out your cards and you look at those cards? Um, because you are also a psychic person, so obviously it's not like you're memorizing, you know, uh, definitions because and then reading them verbatim because that never goes together well. I mean, you tell a story, you get information, but what happens when you look at those cards? How do you get that information, that story, for the person sitting across the table? Yeah, the, I, I think initially, um, something you don't hear often, just kind of behind the scenes. Um, obviously, everyone has their procedure and how they do whatever it is they do. I'm a huge believer in having some sort of foundation. I, I don't think we haphazardly go about this. So my foundation would be um, the Celtic Cross. I don't know, Amber Stones, you, there's books out there, 101 Tarot Spreads. I have nothing against that. But my go-to is the Celtic Cross because my belief is that that's where spirit meets me. When that is laid out, it knows and I know we're about to engage in a read. Um, using the tool of Tarot. This is separate from psychic. So when I'm engaged in that um, situation, my process is that, okay, I, I need to get into that place, whatever that place is. There's a, there's a place we get into, and that's where I meet spirit. And so my go-to is a Celtic. Um, I've, there's a shift. I, I said that's similar to mediumship, but the difference in this shift is that it initiates intuitively. Mediumship, you you hear, you sense, you you feel, you know. Uh, with me, when it comes to cards, if it's going to go into a psychic read, there's a similar shift, but I don't hear. I, I get an intuitive knowing. And here's a point, the hardest thing to teach, because this comes up often in a class. It, really, the key is trusting in the first impression. It is that first that was the hardest thing was really trusting in that first impression and you're vulnerable you know you're looking at these cards and and the the funny thing with tarot i know you have some more questions but now i'm, I'm kind of like thinking out loud but uh what makes me laugh is that say you i don't know let's take the hierophant you know that card falls and common sense is going to dictate oh, religion or some form of spirituality Blah, 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 right? But first card down, um, what if a job comes up? Just that simple, job. Now the question becomes, do I focus my energy on that intuitive hit of something about job, career, or do I go with this traditional meaning of the card? And that's where I think the battle is. And then the scary part, let's just let the example play out. So the Hierophant falls, first card down, let's say I'm doing a one card read, and I'm thinking job. And I ask the client, so you having trouble at work? Are you looking for a promotion? Or you, you know, you go down a litany of questions because now you're fishing, basically. And every time it's no, 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 no. Well, normally that's when we stop. We say, well, that technique is not effective. Darn, I, I should have said something spiritual. That's what the Hierophant means. 
And that, and I've noticed when people are in that process, that's when they get thrown off. So my point is, so say hypothetically, it's no, 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 no. That doesn't mean you're not a good reader. It doesn't mean there isn't any hits. I think what's happening is that I'm still going to trust in this technique because I'm not relying on myself or the cards. I'm relying on spirit. So there is a reason um, that happened. And if I stick to it, and I have enough courage to stick to it, and I'm not stuck in my ego trying to prove myself accurate and all the stuff we go through, something happens. Some, uh, I can say this with a surety. I could almost say it factually, something will happen, and you will start to have this psychic connection. You know, And, and I think, as I said, when you're teaching us and it's in lecture format and you're trying to explain, that, that's hard to digest. Because the average person, when you're doing a read, Think about it. Most people get involved with this because they want to be accurate. They want to know stuff. You know, um, I got cards. I got a book. I should be knowing things, you know, and it, it just doesn't work that way. There, there's something else spiritual happening. And I've, I've, I'm a huge advocate of people in my peer group, people I associate with. I'm a huge advocate of the spiritual connection. Um, I think Tarot does have a place if it's the symbolism and the synchronicity coinciding with some possible um, activities in an individual's life. But I think that only goes by so far. Now I've had more than several reads by you and each time you tell me, do not tell me anything. Yes. Which I find refreshing for one because other readers that aren't really gifted will say, they're trying to fish information out of you so they yeah. can biofeedback and give you what you just told them back to you in a different format. You, however, don't want to know anything. So no. that is kind of an assurance to me because you know nothing. Right. You know, when I come in, I say nothing. I know nothing you anyway, know, but you know nothing. <laughs> yeah. So the information that comes is, is interesting how accurate it is because I've given you no information. Yeah. So I, I do, you know, that is kind of mind blowing to me because that does really show you know your gift and then uh, my question is though I did have a read by you uh, where you basically were doing a tarot read and it's kinda like you were stopped in place you could not proceed because in that moment you actually had a mediumship yeah. um, uh, experience or, or I did and mm -hmm. so it's interesting how spirit I guess stopped you you know mid sentence almost doing a tarot card read to switch into a communication with someone who had crossed over for me so and then it kind of came back to the tarot uh, so so experiencing that it seemed like those were so two totally different things going on for you so what where would you consider a tarot card read as far as the information what is so what is different that's happening to you uh, when you do a tarot card read as opposed to when someone comes through and it turns into a mediumship read mm -hmm. um, this obviously is very different for you yeah so you I guess know how to distinguish that but yeah um, for the sitter which would be me it's interesting to watch that happen and have that experience so can you more elaborate elaborate on what is happening on your end yeah it's it, it's an old saying it, it and the saying is being being yielded to spirit and 
and I have a suspicion that um, as I'm talking, my reference is always going back to spirit. It, it's not me, the capability. It's not cards. It's not. It's. I think if we really want to grow in this endeavor, it it's what spirit is saying. And and I'm going to leave it at that because that is whatever anyone interprets, right? So in the read, my belief is that I don't know what the client wants, and per average, neither does the client. But there is a reason that we've connected. So neither of us, both of us are at a loss. I really, of my natural state, I can't help you. That's not false humility. I just can't. Um, I've even gone as far as, and I hope this doesn't sound, it's, well, whatever, but um, I almost have to be in a position, it's not indifference, but I, I have to be really devoid of uh, judgments, because if I enter into that, I'm going to color the read with my own impressions, so I try to be as void as possible, so to speak. So that being said, so I don't know, you know, we can, a person can come for a tarot read. I don't know if mediumship's going to kick in. I don't know if the timing is right for something else to transpire and that person needing whatever connection that's available. So to answer the question in that shift, I can have been able to distinguish if I'm in a tarot read, let's say, I guess for the sake of definition, let's say psychic so normally the psychism is going to deal with things of your mundane um and then the shift if there's a bump up in vibration then that's mediumship and that's dealing with a little another aspect of spirit but the vibration is different and since you've had the experience then i'm going to assume each experience though combined felt different most people say it's a different fit like the tarot side if we're talking about yeah, work like oh you're going to get a raise and you know the mundane right. yeah this is going to blah you know work there out definitely and then this so there's an energy there yeah if, if we look at it rather than the mysticism and i'm not taking away from cards but anyway there i i want to give credence to spirit because that's that connection it's the only thing that really has the information. Now, whether we acknowledge it or not, or whatever, this is a position I'm in, but that, that's what really has the info. And it's trying to be conscientious and focused on that and asking myself inside continuously, um, like some activity that happens inside of me as the read is going on, I'm continuously asking, what, what, what do they need? I mean, you love this person. What do they need? You know, what is it that um, through me, you want to provide them as far as information is concerned. I, and then that's kind of where I'm at with that. And so therefore, once again, I'm removed from the equation. And then we're not caught in the, um, in the other vibrations of ego. Look what I've done. Because of me, this happened. Because if you live in that, when it doesn't happen, <laughs> then where are you? Right? So if you're divorced of that, and you're having this experience, and number two, um, you're also growing. You know, I've said that if, if you stay preoccupied with a type of read, um, that's probably where you'll be, you know, and if you want to grow, then it's being, it's a desire to be a little more yielded to spirit and let them have their way because that energy is going to grow you as well. But I've seen in the industry, and I, I just wouldn't be able to sleep this evening if I didn't say this, and this is how I perceive, 
but I, I see a lot of readers, it, it, they're trying to prove something, which is fine. Normally when you're new at anything, you're, you're trying to prove something. Or we have this idea that I've been reading for 20 years or I've been reading for 30 years. Well, I've known people that have been doing things for a very long time and I wouldn't necessarily say they were adept. They were just involved in an activity. And so I come from a different school of thought. I'm a little older than the people I interact with. I've been doing it actually longer. So this was, wasn't was like a hobby or a passing thing or I had tarot cards in my dresser drawer for 20 years. It's like, hey, I've had tarot cards for 20 years. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. right. You have. That's I won't dispute that. So it it's, you know, as I said, I advocate hands-on getting there and reading, getting beyond the idea of if I'm accurate or not and all the stuff that holds us up because none of that's really relevant. But that's the ego. And teaching, oh my God, man, that is the predominant thing. I want to be accurate. I want to be accurate. So, oh, this is all about you. So uh, I can't help you with that. If you want to be in spirit and you want to help people, maybe I could give a little advice. But um if you want me to feed your ego and tell you how great you are as a reader, I'm, I'm probably not a good candidate for that. So, um, and so I've noticed you also read with the uh, Rider Waite deck. Is yes. that, that's the deck that you really feel connected to. I mean, um, you know, you, cause I know there's a lot of decks out there. That's yes. the one that you feel connected to. Yeah. And uh, within that deck, is there a specific <laughs> card that's your favorite? Yeah, of course I have a handful. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, I don't, eh, I don't know. I, I do. I, I like the magician. I don't know why I've always connected with that. I think that was one of the first cards I've seen when I was out and about. Um, obviously every, anyone familiar with Tarot, especially right away, the devil's, you know, that just speaks. It's, it's something about that card. Um, that one scares everyone. <laughs> it's most people are afraid of it. Um, there, there's much more to it. Um, I think with, well, here's a thought, too. You know, what's funny with the Rider Waite, before uh, Crowley's card came out, there was a lot of talk um, when America was going through the spiritualist movement before Houdini got a hold of it and, you know, made us all religious. But, um, mm -hmm. it, you know, people were saying they didn't really like Pamela's cards to a degree because it had too many Christian themes, believe it or not. <laughs> and now they're the ones that will protest against it. And I've always found that to be interesting. But... Um, yeah, I, I like the magician. I like today, as you asked me, those two guys come to mind. Tomorrow, there'll probably be some different cards. But I, I want to say this about right away because people tease me about it. Like he's always with the right away thing. And my rationale is simply this: um, it, it's not because it's the first deck I started with, because I have an array of cards, and I, I throw all sorts of cards around. I I look at the right away especially from a teaching viewpoint, because most of the material written is going to feature that deck. And so if you have an off, you know, a, um, a clone, a clone deck, you're dealing with and nothing against it, but some of the academic rationale is that you're only getting that book from that author and that's it. And it's hard to make uh, fundamental associations when you only have one point of reference. Whereas right away, you have a whole array of reference and that helps build you foundationally. But here's the point. So I think like with anything, even in spirituality, a lot of us in, in the metaphysical, we don't like procedure. We don't, we want liberty and freedom and all of that. I get it. But um, I think with Tarot, it, to be proficient, you need a foundation. 
you, you just do. I, as I've always said, there's always an exception to the rule. Yeah, sure, you'll find that one person that's picking up cards and reading their socks off, and that's great. Um, I have not seen that across the board in all of the classes I've taught and all the interaction. I, I just haven't. Yes, it does exist. I just haven't seen it with any consistency. So my point being, looking at the right of weight, it gives us a structure. It gives us years and years of uh, people with interaction with this. So you're getting all sorts of different viewpoints from some of the greats out there, Mary Greer, um, Eden Gray. And I mean, these people were also not only of the occult mysticism, but um, they were in psychology and psychiatrists. And we have a whole um, slew of a panoramic view of this one deck. And so my common sense is, wow, why wouldn't I try to mine this out as much as I can, get as much information that would only help and enhance my reading style, whatever style that is. So that that's why I'm a huge advocate of it. And as I said, with the um, Fool's Journey, you cannot subject any clone deck to that with all the details. And it, it's a fascinating story. Now, I've actually been in the room and have seen you, I would call it reading someone, uh, giving them information that was extremely accurate. You didn't even have your cards on you. Yeah, that's different. So yeah. I guess my question would be, do you really, it seems like you don't even really need cards to get information on a person simply because yeah. I think you're naturally gifted. That is, is that just a choice of yours? It doesn't it's, really seem like you need it, I that. Think, I think if, when we're talking about energy and spirit, I, I think it's prudent to manage your energy. And cards have been a great filtration system for me. Some people use a pendulum. There's all sorts of things people have incorporated in their readings. Sometimes some of these things are incorporated because it's theater. It looks like the more I have on my table, the more proficient I have. <laughs> you know, choose this deck or this one or that one, and you know, I'll get to you. Um, it's I, I I try to manage the energy, and so. When I'm trying to articulate an energy and I'm not able to do that, when I feel as if I'm not able to do that, then a picture speaks a thousand words. Mm -hmm. Some of the pictures of Tarot help. Mm -hmm. um, how the cards are, how they coincide, they start to speak a story that I'm not able to articulate. So it, it, it helps me manage the so read as well. Tarot cards too, it's almost like we'll just say it's if you were an artist this is the medium of your choice it's it's the medium or if you were a, a musician this is the instrument yeah. that you prefer to play that that gives you that expression yeah yeah and it's and i think it's um everybody regardless of profession or whatever it is they do i'm pretty sure a carpenter has that favorite hammer you know, they're professing probably with a screwdriver, I would think, you know, mm -hmm. maybe even a wrench. <laughs> and carpentry, just saying. But they're, and, and the array of things that they have, it, it's always that go-to tool. And like, let's just say carpenter, you know, if you're, you have a 16 headweight hammer and then there's a 20, you know, you know if you're going to do framing or if you're going to do something a little more delicate. So it, it's that tool that, um... Like your serves many purposes. Your go-to. It, it's a go-to, <laughs> but it serves many purposes. And some, and this also, sometimes cards. Um, some people come into a, a read, and they have anxiety. 
it's kind of weird to them. No, yeah, I know. I can understand. You know, it, yeah. it's, you know, to those yeah, out there that are, are kind of cavalier sure. about this and are like, oh, that means nothing. That, that's yeah. great. But mm -hmm. there's some people, you you have to be a little um, delicate with the energy because, you know, it's their first experience. They're afraid their information is derived from Hollywood or some horror story, but yet they stepped over that. Now they're going to have this experience. And the cards kind of soothe it. I've, I've always said, you know, right away, they're kind of cartoony. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Even the devil. I mean, it's kind of, yeah. And, you know, you said earlier, well, that card scares everyone because they're told that. But to look at it, mm -hmm. eh, it's kind of cartoony, you know. Yeah. I mean, so I've, I've seen other pictures, obviously, a little more uh, graphic. So it to some people, it's it's soothing. Yeah, I actually like looking. As you're talking, it's nice to look at the cards. It, yeah. it is you know, an image to look at as a person, as opposed to staring at the person. Right. And, and that was table. some of the lead in even with Doreen, even with uh, Doreen Virtue, when she really, you know, there was talk, people were afraid of Tarot, believe it or not. Now we're nonchalant. We throw them all over. We were at a place not too long ago and they said somebody stole some Tarot cards. Uh, you know, 20 years, you know, people, Oh my God, that, oh, you know, the wrath of someone would fall upon mm -hmm. you if you had done that. And so they, to stay relevant, they softened up. Yeah, you know, it's true. I've seen, there's so many decks now. There's so many decks. Oracle cards and yeah. tarot cards, just so many decks now. Yeah, and so it's history in itself. I, I don't. I'm not going to get into that because it's argumentative at best, but I'm just saying. So it, it went through a transformation to stay relevant. Mm -hmm. And so that's where people in my position, I'm not arguing the other decks, but I'm saying, and I'm speaking to, I'm speaking a particular way. If you want to learn how to read and maybe see if you are developing psychically, and if you want to understand a structure of, of a, a tool of divination then sure the right away is there once again you have a lot of information to extract from it gives you a very sound structure and foundation is all I'm saying because once you I'm gonna go back to the fool's journey really quick but once you look at the flow and you see whether you believe in this or not um, everyone is subjected to the fool's journey right so whether I believe in sunburn or not if I stand in the Arizona desert in July and without any water around 12 noon, I'm probably going to be affected. <laughs> There's a strong likelihood it's going to have effect on me. So we're, we're all in this journey um, because basically we all have parents. That's how most of us got here. Test two people haven't showed up yet, but there's time. So, you know, you have the emperor, empress. So we, we, We've had parents, you know, we've loved somebody external to us or your lovers and, and on and on. So every human being, and that's the beauty of the story, but the, the, the idea is that it's captured in 22 cards. And if you understand that structure, then anyone on the planet is subjected to a read. And I know there's people out there saying, no, I don't want to be intrusive. And if someone's not receptive of the read. Well, it's not really particular to that. It's a read is a read. Um, and I know people have different opinions of that, and that's fine. But I have, I'm talking from the viewpoint of experience. I've had women drag husbands, right? And people say, oh, that's not right. Don't force it on him. And he's kind of like, yeah, I don't believe in that stuff. I'm like, oh. yeah, they always get the best read. <laughs> <laughs> and something weird happens, something. But 
well, here's a thought, and I think you heard this story. Um, and it's it's an interesting story. So I, I, a couple comes, a woman literally drags her husband. Now I'm thinking about it, and I'm I'm doing a reading. They're telling me everything's wrong, and no nothing. Uh uh-uh, uh, I don't know what's wrong with you. And I'm, we're doing a charity, whatever. I'm giving them their money back. Feeling so I'm like next, you know. And they, they sat down, and he had said, I just want to ask you, like two three questions. And I'm thinking like that's gonna cost you another at least five bucks, you know. And I'm thinking, what, what are these questions if I'm all wrong? And he says, you know, how many cards are in the deck? And I told him. And he said, how many cards do you lay out? And I told him, there's 78 in the deck. I lay out 10 per average. And he said, that mathematically, it's impossible to extract the information you have based on the number of cards and the images on the cards. And he said, how he was, how he's able to determine that which is fascinating to me, one of my favorite stories. He said, because I am, I'm literally a rocket scientist. And that blew my mind. Mm-hmm. I said, I mean, like, you're very smart and they call you that? He's like, no, that is my profession. That's what I'm actively employed as. As a, I am a rocket scientist. And now I'm fascinated. My point, um, so here we have someone knee-deep in logic, uh, mathematical probability saying what I just experienced should not, cannot happen. And then he looks at his wife and says, why didn't you tell me you had an argument with my brother this morning, you know, because I came up in the read. Um, And as I said, when they sat down, as you mentioned earlier, they said, we choose not to say anything, lay some cards out, tell us what you get. But my point, so normally in the circle, that happened years ago, and people would say, aha, you made him a believer, good for you, right? Proved him wrong, there is spirit, yuck, yuck, yuck. But I saw the duress. This this man, his mind was racing. Um, and I can only imagine the arenas his mind went in. Like, who is this guy? How are you getting this personal information? How do you know I'm moving to? Why did you say twos? And he starts to fixate on certain things. So now, instead of feeling good about myself, about the accuracy, now I'm concerned. And I'm, I'm seeing a type of breakdown. And... You know, I'm trying to manage this, like, hey, whoa, this is, why don't we write it off as a phenomenon, unexplained, and you try to go down that road. So I, I've seen both sides of that coin. And so there's times when we want to feel good about ourselves, and we're like, hey, this works and it's real. But it can also be damaging to the recipient who isn't ready for something mind-boggling. And, and so once again, kind of back to the, um, the tarot card question, it it, it kind of soothes things out and it makes things kind of okay. You know, it's kind of hokey, like yeah, kind of hokey. It's not, you know, till you have a real experience. Yeah. 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 Cause it, it'd be a bit much if you had like the then chicken foot there no with the, hokey. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and so, so it, it's kind of like that. Um, um, where as readers in the public sphere, you're, you're looking at that balance, but, to be fair, that that's me. I know some readers to this day. Um, they're from a different school of thought. They're like, good for you, way to go. It's like, ah, that's, well, that's not my, me, man, but I, I get what you're saying. Dude. In my opinion, I would say you are beyond a reader. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> I think oh, you so. are a truly psychic, gifted person, and um, there's not many of you out there. So, I mean... Well, thank you. I appreciate that. As I reach for another hat, my head is, wait, you're going to have to move over a little bit. Okay, here I am. I'm back. All right. 
No, it's it's I've been really fortunate and and in all sincerity, I I I want to advocate for all readers. You know, you they're all at different levels and they're all at different um agendas. I I think unfortunately like any arena um we have those who aren't truly committed to it. It it makes money. They're able to prey on people who are vulnerable. Um, and that's just there. I, I would almost feel negligent if I didn't say that. Um, I've seen the effects of those reads. I've had opportunity to meet with quite a few clients who have really been railroaded. And so as a reader, um, just out of fairness, I want to look at both sides. I mean, everything is not lollipops, rainbows, and unicorns, you know, but hey, that's where I'm at. That's where I want to be. But um, it's kind of naive to think um, everybody out there, especially mediumship, because your duress, especially with the um, loss, that, that is very, you're very vulnerable. And, um, and many people take advantage of that. Many people take advantage of, if you come in duress, like, hey, I need a, a reader. You know, we had someone, it was years ago, come in. I remember they were so distraught and I thought, I couldn't help you if I wanted to. There, there is nothing at this, I didn't say it like that, but the point is that there's really, right now, I can't calm you down. There's not enough sage available. That Really right now in your posture, and I, there's really nothing I can do for you. So what would your but advice your, be? Come back. And there's a likelihood they will not. You, you need to go and bring that down a little bit. I mean, if we can't manage this anxiety, then, you know, I'm, I'm, not that miracle where somebody else had that job about 2000 years ago, you know, I'm not and, that then, guy. and then I would say from being on the other side of the table that if you are seeking any kind of a read from a tarot reader or any other kind of psychic reader, go by word of mouth because yeah. people who have experiences, experiences worth a thousand words and words are just words. You yeah. can say anything. So again, I'm just saying, when you have an experience, you've experienced it emotionally, intellectual, intellectually, you know it when it's real. And to go by word of mouth is just my advice to anybody like me who's gotten reads from both, you know, from good and bad. And then yeah. you just happen to stumble on someone who is the real deal. They are out there, but I don't think there's a lot of them. Mm -hmm. So anyway... Okay. I just want to thank you for answering my questions. Thanks for having me. I think me. this is wonderful um, inside information coming yes. from a psychic. So yes. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. <laughs> I enjoy your company. Thanks for having me. And uh, this is Michelle at the Psychic Chat. Uh, I thank you guys for joining us and catch up with us on our next episode. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.